Okay, keep talking. Just Does say hi. <laughs> hi, hi, hi. Oh, hi, yeah. Hi. It's working. It's Lisa, and welcome back to a new episode of Happiness Is dot dot dot, the podcast that sits down with everyday people just like you and me and finds out what happiness means to them. So far, I've been having a great time doing these episodes. I feel like I'm learning so much and bonding with people that you know, maybe I didn't know so well, or people that are close to me, but we've never had a serious combo like this. So I've been really enjoying it. And I hope that everyone out there is enjoying it as well. Um, today, we have an interesting interview. Um, but before we get to that, it's time for what's making me happy today and the tarot card, Paul. So, what's making me happy today? This is probably terrible, and it probably shouldn't make me happy, but um, i if any of you are familiar with the show Ridiculousness, um, you know Rob Dyrdek and Chanel West Coast, but um, before that, they were on a show called Fantasy Factory, and there's a clip... <laughs> where they form a dodgeball team and Chanel West Coast gets pummeled in the face twice in a row with the dodgeball. And I don't know why it just makes me laugh so hard. It never gets old. I can watch it 600 times and belly laugh the same amount of times. Um, And it is terrible because she definitely gets injured, but it's just one of the most hilarious things ever. And so that's what's making me happy today. Um, I admit it. I admit it. But um, So yeah, I guess with that, we'll dive into the tarot poll, which is going to get all serious now. But uh, I'm using the Rider Weight deck again today because I actually very sadly lost the Light Sears deck, which is one of my favorites. It literally vanished into thin air. And, uh, you know, I guess shit happens, but I'm kind of upset about it. And uh, I wish I knew where it was. But someone told me that when they lost their tarot deck, um, someone explained to them that they just left it in a different dimension. So we'll go with that. Fifth dimension Lisa is doing some awesome tarot readings right now. (laughs) Okay, so I'm doing my shuffles, which I will force you to sit through with me. (laughs) 
and we're constantly asking the cards what we need to know for today. Whoop. Last shuffle. How's everyone doing? How's everyone's life going? I hope you respond even though I won't be able to hear you. All right, let's see if any jump out at us. Okay, none did, so I'm just gonna draw from the top of the pile. Ooh, and that is the Two of Swords. So for the last two podcasts, our cards have come from the Major Arcana, which are like our soul journey. This card is part of the suits, the, the suit cards, um, which is the Minor Arcana. And these kind of fill in the steps or the energies that are in our soul journey. So today it's the Two of Swords, and in the Rider Waite deck, um, there's a figure who is blindfolded and is crossing two swords, like the arms are crossed against the chest and the two swords are kind of pointing up. She's sitting on a bench in front of a body of water with some mountains in the back, and there's also a crescent moon in the in the sky. So this card is blue. It's very, it's not very flowy, but there's some movement in it. And to me, this card is all about um, coming to a crossroads. <laughs> I think that oftentimes when we get to a fork in the road, it, it forces us to really stop and, and pause for a moment. We have to decide which way to go. If we go to the left, are we going to regret that we didn't go to the right and vice versa? Um, I, I think that that's okay. You know, it's human emotion to want to be secure and sure of our decisions. But sometimes it's not always possible. And I think that the water behind this figure represents the intuition and you know, it's in this card, it's not really moving. It's just kind of stagnant, just like the figure. But I think that we uh, can tap into that intuition and kind of decide where the journey is going to take us. Because the Ace of Swords right behind us is like a new gift. It's giving us a gift of maybe a creative idea because um, the swords are represent the air element and that translates into like our thoughts our words our emotions how we express ourselves and so the ace of swords is kind of like giving you a push to use those kinds of tools um, maybe it's a creative idea maybe it's starting to write or starting a journal or something and then we get to the two of swords where it's like okay we have this creative idea now where do we go with it? How do we use it? Um, what, you know, what is it going to bring to us? What can we bring to it? And just kind of getting your bearings. So I think that that's important on our journey just to check in with yourself, get your bearings, because the card after this is the Three of Swords. And 
that card kind of represents emotional blockage, um, pain, hurt. And I think that that can sometimes follow when we make a decision on where to go. It might not be the best decision, or it might be a decision that brings us some sort of turmoil, but um, we need to figure out what to do with that, how to work through it, um, and sometimes stagnancy or rest is the best way to deal with that before we can come back to the issue and push forward. So wherever you are, maybe you are at a crossroads, maybe you aren't, but just remember that um, taking a beat is always an option before you jump into anything that might be permanent or might be something that you can't get out of. Take a beat, take a breath, think it through, and uh, be secure in what you decide to do. So that being said, um, quick intro today, but I think we will just dive right into today's interview. And today um, I got to speak to someone who's very special to me, and that is my little bro, Aiden. Um, He is 19, so we have a large age gap between us. Uh, of 14 years, actually. So uh, we definitely have a interesting relationship. It's kind you know, we both kind of grew up as only children, but we are still close. And we usually joke around with each other and stuff. So it was really nice to just be able to sit down with him and have a serious conversation. And I think it's also interesting to see what happiness means to a 19 year old because (laughs) at that stage in life, uh, you know, I think it's easy to assume that happiness is being with your friends or going out to party or doing like your normal college age stuff. But um, his answer was surprising and it was really nice. And yeah, I hope that you guys enjoy listening to happiness is from the perspective of a 19 year old. And it's our first recording over the phone, so bear with me if there's any sound issues or anything like that. Still getting used to uh, editing and working with all that kind of software. So, all right, I'll see you at the end for the post-show, and until then, enjoy. Yes, I let us feel fun in every situation. Don't want this empty set in a decision. Hey, good vibration, you know? Hi, my name is Aiden, and I'm actually Lisa's brother. And happiness to me is not only when your family is close with you, but also when your friends are close with you and you have like the best time with them all the time, or if you're just casually hanging out with them. I love that as well. Ah, that's so nice. <laughs> I love that happiness is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess just a little background about you is that recently or last year you started college <laughs> and you moved into the city 
with a new bunch of people that you didn't really know before. Is that right? I mean, you knew a couple of them, but I knew I knew two of them because um, one of them was one of my close friends, and the other one I met on a couple of occasions. And after this year, we actually bonded like a lot more. So um, his name is Max. So Max and I became like really close friends over this year, which was, which was great. And we had probably one of the best years I've ever had, at least for me. I don't know about for him. So Aww. <laughs> but it was um, a lot of fun. Yeah, I know. I've just from some of your stories, <laughs> which I won't repeat <laughs> here, but it, you know, it just always sounds like you guys have a great time. So why? Uh, what's my question? I feel like you guys, like you in particular, you always have a few really close friends around you. <laughs> I, I always have like three, like I always have like three main friends and over, over quarantine, like since, since you've been in quarantine since about March and I've been in quarantine since about March 4th, 15th or 14th. And like, it just goes to like show who your like close friends are who you like really want to hang out with all the time, even though you're spending like literally like all day with them and you're doing nothing. Like you're just sitting together just on the, on the couch watching TV. You're going from one couch to another couch, you know, <laughs> and it just goes to show like who, who your closest friend actually is. Or not even that, or like who you can tolerate for days on end. So it like really goes to show like who, who your friends are, you know? Yeah. I know you've had uh, a lot of your really close friends or fr- have been friends with you since you were like in the womb pretty much or just like really little. How do you find that it is to maintain those friendships? Or like what makes those friendships more special than you know, the other ones that with the people that you don't really feel like you're able to just hang out on the couch with, you know what I mean? Um, for me, at least it's more about like experiences that you've had with that person. So like if, if you've done like a lot of like, not, not necessarily like crazy things in terms of like, just like stupid things that you've been doing, like when you go out, but more of like, like how you bond when you go out, you know, like if you can like keep, keep a conversation going even if you're even if you're in quarantine and you're just on the couch for the whole time if you can keep a conversation going and you're like not getting in each other's personal space the whole time then like that's like a really good friendship like there's a time and place for like getting into someone's space and stuff like that but i don't know it's like with your close friends you like know how to like 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 balance it out in terms of um in terms of how much in their in your face they are to, towards you, yeah, at least that's what I've I've experienced. Like there are friends I have that like I can't really tolerate for like that long, but they're super close to me. You know, like it's just different people. Yeah, so, like I with guess. certain people I can hang out with them for a while. For certain people I can't really tolerate them for that long. But like they're still close friends of mine. I just can't tolerate them for that long. <laughs> yeah, I think there's like different levels of friendship, but. It is so great when they become family and, you know, I feel like for you, you're having kind of a different college experience. You live in the city, you are rooming with a bunch of your friends. And I feel like, how do you feel like that may have been different? Like if you went to a college where you had to live in a dorm and you lived on campus and all of that stuff, do you feel like you would have had a different experience with 
yeah, making yeah, friends. Yeah, 100%. Like, 100%. How do you think it would be? Sorry. So with with a with a normal university, I'd probably like to have the same type of experience I had this year in terms of just going out and stuff like that and having a social life. I, I would have had to have joined a uh, fraternity, and that would have been like totally different than what I'm doing right now. Because what I'm doing right now is just going out to like different clubs and stuff like that, or going on different trips, like what we did this year when we went to uh, Mardi Gras with like like all my friends. It was like eight of us. So that. That's like totally different. Not saying that if you went to a university, you wouldn't go to Mardi Gras. Like obviously you would go, but it's just a totally different vibe in terms of being in a fraternity and stuff like that compared to just like going out with like your friends and just living in the city. Like living in the city is just totally different. You're way more independent than you would be out of college. I feel like like you're you're on your own in the yeah. biggest city in the world. Yeah, it is different. I went away to school and, you know, I had a hard time, uh, especially my first year, just finding my group of people. And I feel like because you stayed close to home and you had someone that you knew before, it definitely helps a lot. But uh, I want to go into like how you made friends before because you played hockey for like since you were in the womb pretty much also. <laughs> and I feel like that was good for you also. And just like being more social and you know me. Yeah. I mean, it, it brings out like who you are socially. Like when you go to a different team, like you don't know anyone. So you have to definitely like, <laughs> you definitely have to like try to like be out of the box a little bit. So people notice you or something like that. But I don't know. It's, um, Making friends is always different depending on the person that you meet. Everyone's different. So like everyone has a different way that they like to be approached. And it's all about hitting that that type of, like that type of button. If you were to put it in an analogy, you always want to hit like the button on the right spot. So I guess with every person, it's always a different spot that they like. And it's, it's for some people, it's harder to know like what their interests are just from talking with them for like a couple of minutes because then you can have a bond with them. And what I realized is that a lot of people, as of now, it's more of like who you know. So if you ha- if you have like a wide web of people or a wide network of people that you know and it, it, in different areas, it's like it helps you a lot. So like I know a lot of people from Long Island and Florida, like which is completely random. <laughs> and a lot of people um, don't really know that many people where I'm from, and it's a little hard in, in terms of. If you're trying to network with people like that, like trying to get the same people like to talk about, just so you can have the bond and say, oh, like I know so-and-so, like we did, like we went to school together. Like that's an immediate bond with someone. Yeah. Um, But it, it is, it is a little different now, especially with like social media and stuff like that. Like a lot of it just happens over social media in terms of how you'll meet different people. Um especially now over quarantine with like girls and stuff like that. A lot of people are like going to um, like Instagram DMs and stuff like that. Like that's just like a hot thing because you can't really go out anymore. So that, like yeah. that's your only, that's your last resort. You know, you just go to social media, which that's is great, true. but it's also a little weird. Yeah. You don't know that person. You're just going <laughs> right in, you're just going right into the text. It's like, Oh, it's kind of weird. <laughs> well, it's kind of like, like Tinder or, or like any kind of online dating really, except now it's just on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess your Instagram is basically your free Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, that must be super weird because I feel like you guys are growing up in a We're really in a weird, weird time. Like you're in like the prime of your life right now, but you're in quarantine. And then you also have social media and I feel like you grew up with that. So it's not that weird, but I feel like it just makes life different. I um, think it's weird. Yeah. I, I personally think social media <laughs> know, is weird. Yeah. For someone you at your age, you don't really use it that much, but um, no, I'm just never really on my phone. I just don't really see a need for a phone, honestly. And like over quarantine, I actually went through three of them and I didn't really <laughs> feel like I missed anything when I was on it. You know, like yeah. you don't really think that you missed anything because you just have the news. Yeah, you know, so you just know what's happening in the world just based off of the news. You don't really need your phone. Yeah. The news. In certain cases, it's nice. If you're out alone or something like that and you need like a way to get home, your phone is always your best bet. But other than, other than that, it's kind of okay. Yeah. What do you think about... Sorry, go ahead. I keep no, interrupting no. you. <laughs> I, I, just think, I just think that with phones, it's just... um, it, It's more of a, necess- a necessity now. It's not like an accessory like it was back in like 2008 or whatever and people like oh i got like this phone and stuff like that it's more of now it's like oh your phone is your life like you don't have your phone on you then how are you gonna get someone's number when you meet them or how are you gonna get the instant connection you know you always need your phone yeah that's true and everyone has a number now so that's all you're trying to get just someone else's number that's it yeah that's interesting because i feel like i've done that with so many people and then i like never call them or hear from them again (laughs) yeah like sometimes that happens you just have the instant bond then you go to text them again and it doesn't work out it's fine yeah i don't know if you really have a context for it but how do you feel that that like i lost the question how do you feel you know that you have to connect via phone or via social media like you know what I'm trying to say? I feel like... How do I feel about it? Yeah, because I know I know you don't have much of a context or anything to compare it to, but everything is so media-driven, especially with your age group. Um, so yeah, do you wish is, that there everything was... Everything is very media-driven. Yeah, do you wish that there was, like, more regular human contact, or are you cool with everything being media-driven? Um... I don't know. I just, I think it's a little bit weird in terms of just always being on your phone and stuff like that. And I think that back in the day, it was definitely a little cooler, like driving up and down the ship or whatever, and just like picking up someone that you don't know. Like it's a little well, creepy. It, so- it yeah, sounds really people creepy. People did that. No, no, no. People maybe, do that. Like maybe maybe serial killers did that. No, no, no. People would, like people would like find like their husbands or wives or whatever like just from like driving up down the strip oh, they would like yeah. just be like oh like what are you doing like hop in we'll get ice cream or something like that like right. now if you do that like it's like oh what the fuck is like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> yeah i feel like it was more of like meeting in the grocery store or like yeah it was like normal things that a normal <laughs> person would do like i don't know walk into a store and like try to get groceries like you do every day <laughs> Driving and now it's like <laughs> scooping up right Yeah, now it's like about like a pickup line like they have to do in uh on Instagram or else the person won't see what you texted because they get a thousand DMs a day. So you have to stand out from their DM list. Yeah. So it's just things like that that don't really make sense, but it's whatever. It's it's the age that we live in, so we can't really do much about that. 
Yeah. You know what like else? Phones I, aren't really going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know what else I noticed? Um, this is also kind of a loaded question, but I feel like everyone in your age and friend group is just like, you guys never had like an awkward phase. You know what I mean? Like when I was 13, I was so ugly. <laughs> like I just had braces and wore Nike. I, yeah, but I never had braces. I had my palate expander. And I feel like that was like one of my worst things. But I had my Invisalign and I just never used it. And yeah. I just I didn't want braces because it was just like for the for the obvious reason. And I felt like with Invisalign, like, oh, I can really do it. But like, I, I just can never remember to put that shit in like it's just so stupid yeah but i feel like you never were (laughs) ugly and like a lot of people in your age group were never ugly is that steven (laughs) yeah i'm with steven actually now hey steven (laughs) ziggy for shizzy (laughs) did he bring you a a sandwich a sandwich (laughs) no no sandwich for me yeah no sandwich for me but yeah i I totally agree in that the uh, whole <laughs> um, ugly face like type never of thing. Being the, ugly. Yeah. the awkward generation. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like social media impacted that? Like everyone always has to. I feel like you see a lot of change in people right now. Like especially over quarantine, you really get to see like who can like transform themselves and like who can't and stuff like that. And, like, with a lot of people I've seen over quarantine, it's either, like, oh, they look exactly the same, or, like, they kind of gained, like, almost the freshman 15 almost, but it's (laughs) quarantine, so it's a little weird, but, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it has to be hard, um, like, always being camera ready, because you can just, someone can snap photos of you at any point, you know, (laughs) with the cell phones. (laughs) I mean... I feel like a lot of it has to do with like how you dress and stuff like that. And there's always like weird fashions that like, come in and out. Like there's always like the nineties fashion that comes back with like the NASCAR look or whatever. Yeah. Like that sort of stupid stuff or like the bright colors comes in and out sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are just copying us because we're the best generation. <laughs> no. no. You guys did have good rap though. Yes, much better than yours. <laughs> As I always say. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, Yeah. So what else? I feel like it's, I love that you feel that being close to other people is what happiness is to you. So I guess aside from your friends, let's go into family life a little bit because I feel like we just have an unconventional family setup going on. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we definitely have one of the weirdest family setups, to be honest. Yeah. So, I I don't know. Has that impacted the way that you feel happy with family or that you view family? Because, I don't know. I feel like even though we have a weird setup, it, it is... It's happy and we all love each other, you know. <laughs> I always think that that is right. I think that's why Max and I kind of bonded so fast, though, is because, like, we both have, like, older parents. Like, we both have, like, older sisters and stuff like that. Like, 
who didn't grow up like in our generation and stuff. So we were like kind of basically the only child. Like yeah. the only difference is that like Max's parents were like like always together. You know what I mean? Like it's always his two parents. Yeah. And so I feel like that's like a different bonding experience in terms of like how like the family stays together in that sense. But I don't know. I feel like that's definitely how we bonded like really fast is because you're like very similar in that aspect. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like it's the same with me and my friend Nikki because she has a sister your age and, you know, her parents are also together. But I feel like that dynamic is interesting. And, you know, when you find people who have that also, it's just like, oh, you know, we can relate on something. Yeah, it's like it's it's an already an instant bond, you know. Yeah. But how do you feel about like our relationship? Because I feel like it's we're close, but we both pretty much were only children because I was fourteen already when you were born. And by the time I mean, you were like going to school, I was already moved out and like, you know, it was just a different experience of siblings. <laughs> I don't know, our, our relationship is, is like very different than like a conventional like brother sister one. It's more of one when I was growing up, you're already in college, so you weren't here and you're like you were doing the things that I'm kind of doing now in terms of hanging out with your friends and going on different trips. And I was just like growing up and stuff like that. And the only thing that I really had was hockey, like in terms of like uh, a social thing to do. So like that's kind of the difference. And like, I don't know, like, no. <laughs> um, you can speak freely <laughs> no I know I'm just trying to like put it into words but I don't know it's definitely dif- it, it's definitely a different uh, relationship than like a normal brother and sister would have because normal brother and sisters are like three to like five years apart from each other maybe like closer and with that there's more of like a bond because like you're always in the house together like you're growing up at the same time point you know yeah so it's like, like your friends get like picked up with your friends, like your friend group is bigger, or like both the both of the friend groups are bigger, so like you know know everyone. It's a little bit different. Yeah, it's definitely different. I feel like dad you and dad together have made a lot of new friends that I'm like not a part of at all. And so it feels weird to me sometimes, but I'm glad that you guys have similar interests and can hang out with these people and go do things together that you probably wouldn't be able to do if I was there because I don't share the same interests as you guys on that kind of level. Um, Yeah. So I think that that's cool. But do you feel like you wish you had a normal sibling experience? Um. (laughs) You can answer freely. Well, I know you have the kids. Yeah, I, know. I just don't really know like, what the difference would be like because I never was like exposed to that sort of thing. Yeah. It was like, I don't know. I, I feel it was like, like when I was little, like, I would always be at like the Canes or whatever. So it's always like, oh, like, it's just like more like the brothers or sisters in that aspect. Like, it's just like yeah. super close. Like, yeah. There's so many. Like there are so many of us. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. I feel like you just kind of like, became their sixth family member, you know. And I'm happy that you had that too. And I wish that I was better when I was in my 20s. I wish I was better at like just being around more and stuff. But 
I think that now as you're getting older, we're having a little bit of a different relationship, which is nice, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel like in that weird in-between age, it was, we were both like transitioning into new parts of life and it was just an awkward time. <laughs> so there was an awkward phase. Yeah. <laughs> well, not looks wise, but emotionally, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. That is true. That is definitely a true, true point there. Yeah. I think, you know, as we both continue to get older, our relationship will change. But I think Definitely. that, you know, it's one of my favorite relationships that we have in our family, for sure. <laughs> I feel like we should go back because we were talking about the boat. And I know that that's something that you love to do and also brings you great joy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely love I don't know anyone that doesn't like being on boats. Actually, Max's girlfriend doesn't like boats because really? she apparently has vertigo. Yeah, yeah, she has like vertigo, so she can't go on like moving boats or whatever. Ah, uh-huh. so, like that's like one thing. I, I never really thought of that. Like that vertigo would like affect being on a boat, but I guess it makes it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it's like rocking back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> So that's not the best thing for vertigo. <laughs> no, no. But it's very soothing. Yeah. Is that what you like about it? I feel like it's another way to like forge that camaraderie because you've met a lot of people through fishing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, with boating, it's more of like skiing. Like you just kind of like escape into it. There's nothing else that you think about. You know, like there's something else that you really care about. <laughs> yeah. It like puts you in like a different in like a different like place in your head almost. It's yeah. it's like a natural high almost is what I'd say it is. Yeah. Which is hard to like which is hard to get now. You know, like with um such like such a stimulated um environment that we live in with like always being on your phone or something like that or or being around people all the time. Like, like being on a boat it's just like it, it puts you in like a different state of mind which is always nice to just like relax it doesn't have to necessarily be like the only part of your day in terms of like you're always going on the boat because then it would just take it away but if, if you're just on it like like a couple of times like a week or something like that like it's really not it's like it, it just helps with like your well-being and stuff yeah uh, at least that's sure. what i think about it yeah i think everyone has their thing that takes the stress away and for it to be boating makes total sense. <laughs> what a, what there's about not really fishing? much risk and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You also love fishing. Is that like a part of the whole experience or is that because I feel like sometimes that could be kind of thrilling and more stressful now. Um. In a tournament aspect, yeah, it's very stressful if you're not catching anything because, like, there's money on the line. So, like, in that aspect, it sucks. But what's it called? If you're um, if you're just going out to cruise and stuff, then it's it's not that bad. But I, I love fishing. It's not – I haven't gone in a while because I, I just don't really go. But I don't know. When I was little, I used to go a lot more, which yeah. is a lot of fun. Yeah. And I feel like when you're a little kid, like it's like like a big adventure. You know, like we used to go to Montauk or whatever, so you wake up really early 
And then you go out, you hang out for a couple hours, and you come back to the dock, and then that's kind of it. Which is nice, but like it's it's annoying to do like every day. But I can see why people would want to do it instead of going like golfing or something like that. Yeah. But I, I like golfing. I feel like you always need to have a well a well balanced life in terms of like activities to do. Like, you can't just like sit on the couch and just do nothing. Yeah. I know a lot of people who do that. Like a lot of my best friends actually like to just do that. And I have no clue how they can just do that. I have no clue how somebody could just do that for like their whole day. It's interesting because I feel like your activities are, you don't have to be extroverted to do them, but they're always like with groups of people or like different. So I feel like when you look at those people who stay inside, it's, I don't know, it's just different. Would you ever be able, like, do you like your solitude or, like, being by yourself? Do you enjoy that? Or do you prefer to be around people? I like to be around people because I like to be active. And I always like to, I I like to simulate my head. But I don't like to do, like, activities to simulate it in terms of, like, school things. I like to simulate it around other people and, like, just bounce ideas off of people. And I think that's one of the healthier ways to go about different ideas that you have or something like that yeah you know like to balance it off people instead of just like keeping inside of your head the whole time because other people have opinions or like what what they think would work better if if you have a good idea yeah for sure so you do you have trouble being solitude or like yeah do you have trouble with it or it's just something yeah i can i can't do it like i don't know I just got a new apartment in the city and with like lockdown happening, I have no clue what I'm going to do with that. So that's what I've been thinking about a lot. And it's pretty stressful because I love to be out and about and I love working out and without having gyms and stuff open, like it's going to be like really annoying this year. And I really thought about going to Florida because everything is going to be open in Florida. <laughs> yeah. And but everyone I know a lot of people there now. I just don't know like what I will do this year in terms of being social and stuff like that. Like it's going to be so hard to stay in an apartment with like three other guys and a dog. Yeah. That's a good point. So, That's in a good that point. aspect, it's very stressful. Yeah. Last year was a lot of stimulation of being around people all the time, like going out every night, going to school, classes, like it was a lot. So now it's a, it's 180 degrees the other way. Yeah, that's a good point for people who are extroverted. And I feel like you and dad are the same way. Like you get antsy, you know, yeah, <laughs> you I like can't, to I go do stuff. Like I have no clue how you like just hang out at your apartment all day. <laughs> I don't like, know how I do it either. That's why I like you, you gave up. You gave up Atlantic Beach for going back to Queens, which is crazy <laughs> to me. Like, there's so much open space here to do what you want, like, go on a bike, a walk, a drive, something normal, and just, like, in an apartment. <laughs> I know. Well, I go out, but I'm the opposite. Like, once, if I'm around people too much, I'm like, I need my space. I need to get out of here, you know? So I'm mm-hmm. like your friends who sit on the couch. But I still do stuff. But I also I balance I it out with couch time as well. <laughs> I just, I, I can never, I can never just sit on the couch. I know. 
I wish it, I is, it has it. its time and place. Like a rainy day, they're great. Couches are great. But like <laughs> on a sunny day, they're they're eh. But what if you are surrounded by your group of friends and they're on the couch? Would you stay with them on the couch? Yeah, but I would try to like make some moves. Like, I don't know, maybe I'd get like a bite or something like that. Like something simple. Like yeah. a simple move to like get out of the house. Yeah. It's interesting. I didn't think about how that would impact you because you are always out and about. Even still during quarantine, you know, you're going to visit your friends, social distanced, of course, but, you know. Yeah, like I would go to the Hamptons, like in the beginning of quarantine, it wasn't that bad. But I don't know, it was like the whole quarantine for me, at least, was fun. Like I had like a lot of people around me that were like all like in their own houses. So it was like kind of contained to like two or three houses I can go to. And that was about it. Which yeah. wouldn't have been any different if it wasn't quarantine anyway. So Yeah, that's true. It really affect me. <laughs> yeah, the only difference is that you're not in the city now. How I mean, it? I should have done like a trip at least, but it's whatever. Yeah. How has it been being at home for four months now, almost five? Um, when you were like living independently, did you had notice a big shift? Yeah, like I, yeah, a hundred percent. But it's not that bad of you. And like, we just give each other space. Like, we have like the same friends, and his friends are older than mine, but it's like their kids. So, like, we're all like pretty close. <laughs> and like, I don't know, like, we're, we're just doing things that we like to do all the time. Like, he goes fishing more than me, but he goes like three times a week. Yeah. So, like, that's, that's. <laughs> Yeah, he goes he goes with Frank, but Frank goes diving and stuff like that. And I don't really want to sit on the boat for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's fun like once in a while, but like I can't do it all the time. Yeah. It it becomes the equivalent of sitting on the couch. <laughs> yeah, it does. But you have a better view. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You have to have a better view. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of like the captains that we go on in Florida and stuff like that. Though is like I have the best office view because they're in like a flybridge of a sport fisherman, so you're just looking out into like the Gulf of Mexico all day. Cool, that <laughs> sounds is, nice. Which is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you're just sitting up there all day, just telling people to do something. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds like a good job. It does. So, more of a part-time job, like a retirement job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not like your your full income right there, but like in a, a retirement job, yeah, it's fun. Like you just do it like three times a week or whatever. Like it's not that bad. Yeah, <laughs> I love that you're already thinking of retirement jobs. <laughs> no, I don't think I'm going to retire. I feel like that's just a it's a bad look. Yeah, because then you're you're basically in quarantine the whole time, and you're not really doing much. Yeah, well, the whole thing is that you can, like, go do the things you enjoy now. I guess. I'm definitely going to, like, I'm definitely going to have kids when I'm older, though, because I feel like it does help with, like, your mental, your, like, your mental uh, well-being and stuff like that. Like, I I can just see it just from dad and, like, other people that have kids that are older. Actually, eh, it's debatable. I feel like (laughs) it depends on the person. 
Yeah. Like some people are just a little ridiculous to have kids. Like Uncle Larry definitely would not have been great to have kids. No. (laughs) He definitely would not have been great. No. But it's interesting because I feel like when you were really little, dad was very like hyper and like very kind of on you all the time. You know, he yelled at you a lot and stuff. (laughs) But as you've gotten older. Like I would do stupid things. So kind of like. It went hand in hand. Well, I mean, you were like three, so, you know, three-year-olds do. I mean, like, pulling a kid's hair would, like, I would kill my kid if that happened. Yeah. Imagine just getting your hair pulled by, like, another three-year-old, how much I would hurt. (laughs) Like, you don't know when to stop. (laughs) Yeah, but at the same time, kids are kids, and that's what they do, and they learn, you know? But I'm just saying, I feel like he was more hyper with you at a young age and then he's definitely chilled out as you've both got yeah, he's older. definitely chilled out he's yeah. definitely chilled out well he also realizes that i'm not like a complete like like fuck up basically so. <laughs> yeah and i feel like <laughs> that's one way to put it that's one way to put it like you said that you have the same friends and you have the same interests and you guys can hang out in like a cool way you know yeah, but, like, being with him, like, he, it, it also teaches me, like, different ways to, like, have different actions with his friends. So I can have a conversation with his friend where, like, a lot of people wouldn't be able to, like, who are my age and stuff because they don't really know, like, what to say or something like that. Yeah. But, that is good. It's, in, like, I think that that is because you grew up with him as a single dad pretty much, and you were always surrounded by adults, when, except for when you weren't, but you were always going with him, like, everywhere pretty much. So I feel like that worked to your advantage. Yeah, we also traveled a lot. Like, we would go to, like, the most random parts of Canada or Michigan, like, for hockey stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, a lot of, like, sitting in the car together, which, like, kind of sucks. Like, not not the fact sitting with him. It's just, like, being in the car alone. Like, yeah. Like, I'm not a big car sitter for a while. <laughs> Again, it's like sitting on the couch. <laughs> yeah, like, you're just in there. You're just, like, tuned in it. And you can't really move. Yeah. You know, you're kind of, like, stuck in one area. Yeah. I mean, computers did help with that, but I can't really imagine what it would have been like without a computer. Because, like, at night when you're, like, driving to Canada and you've been in the car for six hours, like, it's nice to watch a movie or a TV show for, like, the hundredth time in a row. Yeah, for sure. Like, you when you we went to Florida when you were, like, two. <laughs> I probably would have lost it by now. Yeah, if you didn't have I mean, my, a computer, that would have sucked. <laughs> my friend wants to do a... um a car rally like where you race from like one state to another but we want to do it in, if Mardi Gras happens this year we want to do it from Miami to Mardi Gras and I would do that like I would sit in a car for that long because at least like it's like you're like you're up and going you know yeah. like you're going fast like but you're with your friend and like you're with a bunch of other cool cars and stuff like that that's fun yeah I feel like the reason why you love being with other people is because you were always with dad though so you're just used yeah. to like having people around. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah. So do you still are you still planning on like joining him for business and stuff when you're done with school? Oh uh, yeah, def- definitely I'm going going to do that. I feel like that's like 
not like the easiest thing, but it's definitely like one of the safer parts. But I definitely want to try and do something on my own. But yeah, I, I don't want to just have like one job in terms of just having real estate. I just want to like have like a diverse profile in that aspect. Uh huh. And like the one thing I like about real estate though is that it's something new every day. Like you're always talking to someone new. Like you always have a different task to do. Like if you're an accountant, you're always looking at a spreadsheet. Like it sucks. Yeah, it's like all different. You're dealing with all different people, and then there's like the different sides of real estate too, like developing landlordship. I don't know. It's cool that you can take your pick. Yeah, definitely. But we live in an era where like there's so many people doing real estate, like everyone thinks he can make it. But like a lot of people, like this quarantine is gonna like just wait out a lot of people from it, which will be good. Yeah, that's. I think so. Because there's a scary part to it, like this. Like if you're in like the um, residential side or the the commercial side of it, um, if you don't really have like your ducks in a row in terms of all your planning out and how you're spending your money and stuff like that, then this definitely will be an eye opener, and a lot of people will probably be will probably be afraid of going into the industry. Yeah, that's true. Or because you don't have a base income if you're a broker, like you don't. It's based off the commission, and it's about how many deals you do. So if you don't have that many deals right now, then you're kind of screwed. So I feel like a lot of people try to take a more uh, level job with like a fixed income, so they don't have to worry about stuff like that. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, (laughs) (laughs) had to leave it on that one. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, well, I think it's interesting to talk to someone of your age to see what makes them happy. And I can see that you enjoy just like being in community and having people around who are close to you, who you can just chill with. Definitely can't just like be a being Mark and Adam and just like be alone. It's a little weird, (laughs) at least I think. Yeah. Well, everyone's different, but I see what you mean. And I think it's interesting to look back at how you grew up and kind of see like how that came to be. So from my perspective, anyway. (laughs) As to who I am. Yeah. (laughs) But (laughs) you're turning into a fine young gentleman and I'm very proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. So sweet. (laughs) I know. We never get to have like deep combos like this. We always just joke around. So this is really nice. Joking around is fun. I don't have a problem with joking around. I'm just saying, you know, we never add these combos to our repertoire. So it was nice. Yeah. And now now we'll go back to joking around. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I'll let you go hang with Steven and buy some clothes that are being auctioned off. <laughs> yeah, they're being auctioned off, obviously. <laughs> you never buy on market value. <laughs> never. <laughs> All right. Well, tell him I All say right. hi, and I'll talk to you later. <laughs> I will. Um, yeah, I'll talk to you later. Thank right. you for um, talking. So. Of course. Thank you. All right, great. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.
Let us feel fun in every situation. Don Valdez empty set in a decision. Hey, good vibration, you know? Hey, guys. Oh, the vocal fry is terrible. Sorry about that. I was trying to do a Kardashian impression. Hey, guys. Welcome to the post show. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening to my little bro. Um, I thought that it was very interesting to talk to him in a more serious and mature manner. Because as I mentioned, uh, we just love joking around. We're always teasing each other and just uh, cracking jokes at each other's expenses as siblings do. So I did enjoy uh, gaining some insight into what he's thinking. And uh, as it relates to the five keys of happiness, he is definitely in the emotional support stage. And I didn't think about this before, like how the five keys relate to your age and where you are in life. But I think that it makes total sense. When I was 19, I definitely would have said the same thing, like my friends and my parties and my weed. And I mean, he didn't say all of those things, but I think they were somewhat insinuated. But uh, uh, That's neither here nor there. But when I was 19, uh, I realize now looking back that friends are such an important part of your development. And I think that he is totally in his friend phase right now. And we all are at that stage. We're separating from our family. We're trying to figure out our own identity and who we want to be and where we want to go and who we want to meet and all of this stuff. And your friends are so instrumental in that whole process they really become like your new family because you're leaving one tribe and going into another I think uh, you get that same sort of emotional support maybe even better emotional support in some cases um, you have people to hang out with and have fun with and they really do become a clan like everyone just rallies together and that's the great thing about being in college and college age because who your friends are really do help to determine a large part of who you are in your 20s and trying to figure that out and even though you may not have it nailed down till your 30s um it's still such an important journey to take um, we all need to make stupid mistakes <laughs> with our friends. We all need to kind of have these pieces of life that are learning experiences and that our friends can offer different perspectives on and kind of guide us through. So I think that's totally where Aiden is right now. He's finding his community. He's building it. Um and just kind of learning himself in the process. And that is a totally awesome place to be as a 19 year old. It's like I mentioned, I'm 34. And I don't even think I figure or finish that phase until like two or three years ago. <laughs> so good for him for uh, getting started on that early. Um or at the right time, I guess, depending on which way you're looking at it. And yeah, um, 
here's to community, here's to finding yourself, and hopefully that these keys can kind of help you along on that path as well, and just help you examine where you're at and how you um, are going to proceed in life. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I think I'm just rambling at this point. So I'll cut it off there. But again, I'm going to be looking out for your emails. I want to hear why you're feeling happy today um, or any other feedback that you may have to give me. I'm always open um, and willing and able to hear it. So please send it forth. (laughs) Um, I guess that's it. And I will cut myself off finally. I will see everyone in the next episode, which should be out next month. So until then, have a great one and I'll see you soon. Bye. Happiness Is is recorded by Lisa Samuels from her apartment in Sunnyside, New York. Episodes are edited by Laura Estefan. The music is Let Me Feel Fine by Don Valdez featuring M. Tissay. Please send all email submissions to project.happy.11 at gmail.com. That's project.happy with an I-E dot 11 at gmail.com. For all other inquiries, please visit our website at www.projecthappy.com. We'll see you next time.